Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hi everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And we are back, back in the tent. For this brand new episode of the new season of the Great British Baking Show. I am excited. How are you? Also excited. <laughs> <laughs> it was a jam-packed season premiere. So jam-packed that the jam became runny and it spilled all over our kitchen table. And then we had to clean it up. That's how jam-packed it Whoa, was. Whoa, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to talk about this episode. There is a lot. I, the episode also felt longer. Did it feel long to you? It did seem pretty long. Yeah, and I think that's because like the opening was like five minutes of uh, a very cringy <laughs> cover of Icky Breaky Heart. I liked it. You liked it. All right, let's just get into the episode since we have so much to talk about. So in the intro, um, we haven't seen these guys in a while, but we see Paul Prue. Matt and Noel, and they are singing Achy. It's not Achy, Achy, or it's not Achy Breaky Heart. It's a parody of it. I think it's called uh, Flaky Flaky Tart or something. <laughs> <laughs> my Flaky Pastry Tart. Uh, I'm just going to read you off a lyric. Right. Don't break my, or don't bake my tart. My Flaky Pastry Tart. I just don't think you understand. You'll overbake my tart, and that will break my heart. And then you'll never get to shake this hand. And that's Paul holding out his hand during that. So you enjoyed this. I did. Anytime you put something on Matt's head, it's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question for you. Uh, when it, mullets. Let's, 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 let's yeah. quickly rank the mullets of who looked the worst with it and who looked the best. Um, I'm going to say that Matt looked the worst. He did. <laughs> yeah. he did. He looked the worst. He looked so odd. He did. Yeah. And then next, I would say, uh, no, it's a little bit too pale for the mullet. He doesn't look like a, a guy who gets out in the sun. But I cannot argue with that. I okay. can't argue with that. I didn't mind it on him. I thought it was a okay look. Like it's something he could rock. To me, it looked like a vampire wearing a mullet. Okay. <laughs> well, like a vampire. I mean, like at a rodeo, which you wouldn't see them. Also accurate. Yeah. Um, I thought Prue actually looked okay with the mullet. She had a mustache. Was the mustache partially falling off? Yeah, it was. Yeah. But even then, she pulled it off pretty well. She did. I actually think that Paul actually pulled off the mullet the best. I think so, too. Oof. It looked pretty natural. <laughs> <laughs> so you enjoyed this opening? Because uh, me and my wife watched it, and we were just kind of in shock. And then uh, we felt the cringe. We were, we were cringing throughout the whole thing. I, I felt like I had to give Paul some credit for doing such a thing. Like, it seems out of character. It is out of character, and yeah. it went on for really long. You could tell they spent, like, a whole day filming this <laughs> or something. I follow Paul on Instagram, and in his Instagram, he posted a clip of this, and he said, what were we thinking? And it, it was the video of this. See, I, I think I just give him credit for going through with it. Right. Uh, meanwhile, at the end of the song, there was, like, a, a shot of a squirrel looking at them and then running away. I think that's how I felt and okay. how most of the viewers <laughs> felt when they saw this. We were very much the squirrel. Wow, am I the only one that enjoyed this? Uh, I'm sure other people enjoyed it, but like, what's your definition of, of enjoy? Is it like a genuine enjoy or is it like 
Um, no, it's fake enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you watch like a really bad movie, but it's kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So right, from right there, we get into the episode. We learn that thousands have applied. I would, I'm surprised they only said thousands. I would think like millions, you know? That's true. Thousands it's, doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. But they say 12 have made it to the bubble, so it's confirmed. They are in a bubble again this season. They also said there's 30 brand new challenges. Brand new, so they're not repeating any challenges. So instead of like a Swiss roll, it's like a mini Swiss roll. <laughs> <laughs> so I see what they did there. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Uh, we get some input from some of the bakers. Uh, Jerzino, which we learned his name is pronounced Jerzino. Right. He said he's not worried about the judges at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then in the preview before the episode officially starts, we see that there's a sound of a falling cake and everybody gasping. We don't know whose cake it is, but they put that in the preview just to give everybody anxiety throughout the whole episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you did you kind of figure out who it was from the preview? Not exactly. Yeah. It's no. kinda of unseen, but I think they want they want you to like watch and see who that happens to. Right. Like keep the suspense up. So from there, we get an introduction from uh, Matt and Noel, and they say the 2021 winner is in this tent, which is true. <laughs> and then they also say the first person to go home is also in this tent, which is also true. Yeah. And uh, from there, do you, do you want to say anything else before we get into the signature bake? No, let's get into it. We have so much. Jam-packed, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the signature bake. The bakers, in their first bake of the brand new season, they're tasked with making mini rolls, which is kind of like a Swiss roll, except for there's uh, a good number of them. The bakers get two hours. Paul says that the mini rolls must pack a punch and a small little cake. He says that the bakers need to think of the sponge, think of the filling, and think of the look. Timing is everything because they don't want warm sponges with like hot filling which will spill all over which actually happens it always <laughs> happens you think the bakers would know by now that they should not do that but you know sometimes it just happens we'll go over that prue says they have to be very elegant and they must have a perfect swirl of filling on the inside so they're very adamant that there's a swirl on the inside um it's something that they are definitely looking for i'm gonna go over our first baker which is amanda who is the police detective she is making cherry soldier mini rolls. So in a little clip, uh, we see Amanda swimming. She's a swimming enthusiast who is a mum of two. Not a mom of two. That's why we know we're watching Great British Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> and they reiterate that she is a detective. Uh, she's adding a coffee twist to the Black Forest mini rolls. Her rolls are standing up like little cherry soldiers, which is kind of different from everyone else's because theirs is kind of just laying on the side. Um, and Prue asked her if they will stand. Amanda says that they stood at home. So in our kind of preview podcast, um, we did our predictions. And I said that Amanda, because she is a police detective, she's going to do very well this season because she's going to be able to figure out things from her detective skills. Um, after this episode, I must admit that I could not have been more wrong about Amanda. <laughs> Amanda did not do well. <laughs> I don't think she is going to get second place or be the runner of the season. I mean, 
it's not it's not set in stone but from the looks of this episode i that's my first prediction of the season to go very wrong <laughs> during judging prue says that her uh her mini rolls are not good they're uneven there's not a swirl it's not a swirl but it's more of a blob which you never want to hear however surprise surprise prue likes the booze so that's mm. going to be very consistent this season i think yes Always add in liquor for Prue. Amanda says that they're drunk. And her mini rolls are drunk. And Paul says that the cherry is not strong enough. So very rough uh, first bake for my predicted runner-up of this season. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of time to rebound. Right. <laughs> All right. So up next, we have Chiggs. And he is our telephone sales manager. And if you remember, he's only been baking for 12 months. And during lockdown, he's been rock climbing, playing guitar, decorating his house, and cooking with his mom, he's, Jody. He's a cool guy, man. Like, all his activities, I was like, that's all stuff that I would want to do, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. You could. I mean, I could. All right. So, he made marbled choco and vanilla sponge filled with strawberry chantilly cream with fresh strawberries and pistachio. And he had a little combo with Prue, and Prue mentioned that during her first bake-off judging, the winner had only b- had been baking for six months, mm-hmm. which is half the time that Chiggs has been baking. That's true. So Chiggs is twice as good <laughs> as the person that won that bake-off. I don't think that's what she was saying, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so during judging, Prue said that she liked the sponge. Uh, it was thicker, which means it had risen more. The fresh strawberries are delicious. Mm-hmm. And Paul said, lovely swirl. And that's all we really had time for. <laughs> Chiggs is doing pretty well for the, the least experienced baker in the tent, I must say. I was wrong also about Chiggs. I like him. I feel a little bit like I underestimated him as well. Yeah. I knew he wasn't going to go home week one. Or did he? <laughs> I, I didn't know that. He was my prediction to go home week one. But uh, after I watched him for a bit, I was like, yeah, he's not going home. <laughs> so, so far, I am not off to a good start with my predictions. However, next we have Christelle, who is the client relationship manager. Uh, Christelle was making chai and chai again mini rolls, which is uh, very punny. So, um, very good stuff. I enjoy the puns. There's also another good pun later this episode. Which I, I, will talk I about know later. what we're talking about. <laughs> I think I you know what, what I'm talking, talking about. about. Yeah. So her, yeah, she's making chai-flavored sponge with jaggery. And jaggery is an unrefined sugar from Goa. She got it from her grandma, which is very cool. That is cool. In the clip, we see Christelle baking for her parents and her sisters, who she lives with. And she says that she has not been able to see her nana since pandemic. Um, we also learned that her mini rolls will have coconut and will be flavored with cloves, ginger, cinnamon, and cardamom. Paul says, those are very strong, punchy flavors. And Prue says, I've never had coconut and chai. Um, while she's covering them in coconut flakes, no, no goes up there and goes, this is baking. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. <laughs> she was just like, like splashing them around in coconut. And yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Um, during judging, Prue says that they're neat and they look rather attractive. Paul says, they're not much of a swirl. However... Christelle says that they're an abstract swirl, which is, you know, an interesting spin on it. Good cover. <laughs> the judges say it's a touch too much jaggery. However, it's it looks, I mean, it tasted delicious. 
And to me, it looked amazing. I think she, I think she and like maybe one or two other bakers already like broke off from the pack from the signature. Christelle was looking very strong from the get go. Yeah, definitely. Good first impression. Yep. All right. So up next, we have Freya, our psychology student. And she is making vegan lemon and raspberry mini rolls. She said that she tried about 15 vegan roll recipes and she cried at about 12 of them. (laughs) (laughs) So we learned that she went vegan 18 months ago. So it's not too long ago, right? Mm -hmm. Her rolls will be filled with a lemon meringue buttercream with almond praline on top. And Noel made a funny reference to her age mentioning that uh, he, he told her, you know, there's a junior bake-off, right? Since she's the youngest, <laughs> since she's the youngest in the yeah, group, we have this. Funny. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. So Freya used aquafaba, which I had to look up. It's a chickpea liquid, which is a substitute for egg whites. And it apparently it's very difficult to use. And during the judging, Prue mentioned that she was full of admiration for using the aquafaba. She likes the nice tartness of the raspberry and Paul said that the, you get a hint of lemon. The judging, I thought, was a little inconsistent as far as some people got a lot of time and then some people got a blurb. Right, yeah. <laughs> So it was a little tough. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting about Freya, um, I learned that she said that she's going to try to do everything vegan this season, mm-hmm. except for the technical bakes, which she has to, you know, it's a technical bake you have to use. <laughs> and she will be tasting, like, the technical bakes um, it's not like she won't try them or anything like that, so she won't be at a disadvantage. But other than that, she's going to try to do everything vegan, which is very interesting. You can't make substitutes during the technical. technicals. No, you, can't, you, know. you can't bring in your store-bought marzipan. Yeah, that because then you would know what the technical is. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Right. But yeah, very ambitious for you. Uh, next, we have George, who is the Shared Lives Coordinator. He is making chocolate and hazelnut mini rolls, which sounds delicious. Um, when we're first introduced to George, he's saying, oh my gosh, my oven door is open. Not a good look, George. <laughs> That's the first clip we see of him. Uh, we learned that George works with carers and adults with learning disabilities. He loves to recreate the Greek bakes he learned while growing up with his family and their dog. We get a lot of the baker's dogs. I think they always, when there's a dog, they always like to showcase the dog. Yeah. <laughs> so his uh, mini rolls will be filled with a hazelnut or hazelnut bevois. Um, George kind of runs out of time. Uh, he does the classic thing that you shouldn't do when you're doing this in that, uh, his sponges are still hot and his Mm. filling is still hot when he's trying to do his mini rolls. Mm -hmm. When he puts it on, it melts everywhere. And this is exactly what Paul said you shouldn't do when he was describing this. So not a good look for George. During judging, Paul notices everything. He notices the bad timing. He mentions it. George says she was in a bit of a panic. Prue says it's not cake, it's pudding, which is <laughs> very melty sounding. And uh, Paul, trying to be wise, quotes a famous saying in Cyprus, mm. which is siga, siga, which means slowly, slowly. So very interesting that Paul's trying to be a uh, quotey. Yeah. Guess, yeah. Also tough when you have a time limit. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what George should have said. <laughs> right? Right. All right. Up next, we have Giuseppe, our chief engineer. Again, chief engineer. This is going to come into play, I think. Also, I just want to reiterate that in the preview podcast, 
Giuseppe was my pick to win the whole season. So I was watching him very intently. Right. And I was very satisfied. I agree. I agree. So during this episode, we learned that Giuseppe has three sons, Alberto, Ricardo, and Giorgio. And Giuseppe will be making an almond and orange sponges filled with ricotta cheese flavored with a potent orange blossom water and chopped roasted almonds and white choco drizzle on top. It sounds really good. And I'm going to point out that when he was cutting his rolls, he used a ruler. <laughs> right? He did. And he knew the exact measurement for mini rolls, which uh, I don't think everyone else knew. That was impressive. That was. I thought. Yep. All right. During judging, you can imagine this went great. Prue says, looks neat as a pin. Absolutely beautiful. Perfect swirl. Ooh. Classic almond cake with orange. Delicate and well-balanced. Every mouthful gets better and better. It's a triumph. <laughs> so Giuseppe got a little more than a blurb, so you know he did well, right? Yeah, I think he did the best in the signature. It, it was really nice. Yep. Paul said, very elegant. Cuts lovely. Classic. Lovely swirl. Flavors are beautiful. Orange blossom comes through. <laughs> very delicate, but it's enough to create great flavor. Yeah. Ricotta carries a little bit of flavor between the two. It's perfect. That's much more than we got from when he critiqued Freya and said, hint of lemon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny because Giuseppe and like the little after segment, he was like, that was that was perfect. There's only one way to go from here. <laughs> it's, yeah. all, it's all downhill from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was funny. I was like, oh, he has self-awareness and stuff, you know. All right, so next we have Gerizino, which we learned how to pronounce his name this episode. Sorry if you listened to the preview podcast. <laughs> but we didn't know what it was at the time. Gerizino is the head of finance at his workplace. He is making a lime and passion fruit mini rolls. And uh, we learned that Gerizino likes to dance while he's cooking. He lives with his partner and their greyhound, another shot of a dog. And he's using a lime and chili sponge. Noel asked him at one point how far he would like to go. And he says, all the way. <laughs> what else would you say? And Noel says, uh, that's right. How about I take them out one by one, starting with Freya. I don't know why they... Uh, because <laughs> she's the youngest. Uh, during judging, the judges said that his mini rolls were folded and they did not result in a swirl, which is unfortunate. However, he used a lot of passion fruit and the passion fruit flavor was delicious. They said it was worth the calories. It's kind of a mixed uh, reveal there, but more mm -hmm. on the good side. All right, up next we have Jurgen. I think we put a J in there. In the first episode, didn't we? Did yeah, we call I think him we Jurgen? did. I think we could mostly call him Umlet. That's right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Okay. He's our IT professional. He's making Schwarzwald mini rolls. Pretty sure I butchered that. Yep. <laughs> All right. We learned that he has a wife, Sophia, who is a violin playing. They're very uh, musical, the family, right? Yeah. I think they play music so loud that she doesn't pick up the phone, but we'll talk about that later. Right. And he has a son, Benjamin. They play trombone together. And they have a pet rabbit, Humphrey. So Jurgen, being from the Black Forest, we had a, a mini Black Forest off. Three of them made Black Forest. Yeah. It, it, right? It was. And Amanda, Jurgen, and Tom. I also think it's cool when you say, like, where are you from? I'm from the Black Forest. That sounds pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. That's also where those gummy bears are from. Is it? Black Forest gummy bears. Oh. And the ham. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. They all live with Jurgen. <laughs> <clears throat> all 
Okay, so Jurgen's making Black Forest mini roll Chaco Genoese sponge with Kirsch, <clears throat> excuse me, whipped cream and icing, sugar, snow, Chaco trees and sour cherries. And during their little, his little running with Matt, Matt sang the Flintstones theme song in German. What did you think about that? I thought it was funny because Jurgen's response was just like, Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it went off for really long. He's like the whole thing. Yeah, and I think Jürgen was trying to like concentrate on his baking because he seemed like you know he wanted to do this well, and I think Matt was just distracting him, <laughs> which is kind of like the comedy of it. Right. What did you think of it? I thought it ran very long. I did enjoy how he said Wilhelmina at the end instead of Wilmar. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but that's oh, okay. hilarious. That's yeah, good. <laughs> I thought that was really good. <laughs> Props to him for... Did he just make that up? Like, who knows that? I'm pretty sure he was like... He took off Pandemic to like practice that. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. Okay. So during judging... Some of the trees on top were lying down, and Jürgen hysterically said there was a bit of a wind. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I, I am really liking Jürgen here. Of course, Jürgen was my pick to finish first. That is correct. Right? Jürgen was your pick And I am win. pretty satisfied with that pick based on this episode. Mm, yes. So during judging, Prue says that the forest suffered a storm. <laughs> but she did mention that he didn't oversweeten the filling. You get the sour cherry. Paul said that there's a nice bit of a swirl in there. And then he says, you're from the Black Forest. And then he tells Jürgen to try it. Mm. So Jürgen has to eat his own bake in front of the judges and then reflect on it. What would you do in this instance? It's, I think I, I would think that it's bad because that's what like a teacher would do to somebody. <laughs> like, uh -huh. It's just a situation where they're like, well, you try it and you tell me. And usually you're like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. So, I mean, you have to taste it, right? If it was bad, would you still say it was good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Strategically, that's what you should do. Okay. I didn't know what Jurgen was going to say. It, it kind of was suspenseful for me. Mm -hmm. But he said he would buy it and that the balance between the cream and the chocolate is just right. And you have enough sour cherry and not too sweet. And both judges agreed. So you think what they would just agree with whatever he said? I don't think so. If he they said like, oh, I made a mistake here. I should have done this better. That's true. They were like, no, it's actually pretty good. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was, like, it was like, we're testing you after you did your bake as like an additional test. Yeah. 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 Kind of unfair. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting kind of sequence between them. Paul's getting kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next we have Lizzie. Lizzie has the coolest hair. Um, she's the car production operative. And she also has the coolest accent. Her accent was super cool. Although I had to like admit that um, I needed subtitles for some of the stuff she was saying. <laughs> but it was a very, very cool accent. Um, she's making zoo mini rolls. And she calls them zoo because they have giraffe prints on them. Uh, Lizzie has a dog named Prudence, and uh, <laughs> she builds luxury cars for a living. And she, at home, she has some very cool stickers of Prue and Paul. Did you see those? Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, those are nice. I was wondering, she probably got them from like Etsy or something. I think so. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So we're introduced to her and she's kind of running a little late. And Paul's like, you know, what's taking so long? And Lizzie says, clearly I'm just slow. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> kind of funny because uh, I don't think Paul expected that. Um, so she's making these giraffe print coffee sponges with a tahini filling. She's kind of running behind everybody else. And at this point, Noel comes up to her and he says, look, we could share clothes. And they're kind of wearing the same shirt. They are. It's like inverted, but it's the same print, right? The happy faces. The happy faces. Noel loves his happy faces, if you hadn't noticed. Yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah. I think it's very cool. Um, they're both very stylish people. Definitely. Noel has giant heels. Did he you does. See that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, does he normally wear heels? I don't know if we get to see his shoes all the time. Is that why he looks so tall? <laughs> <laughs> Strong possibility. Right. So, uh, unfortunately, Lizzie doesn't do too well. Um, she does the classic thing where she puts in her filling when her sponges are too hot. And also, her caramel is too hot, resulting in caramel being everywhere. During judging, Paul says, obviously, you were in a rush. Because I talked to you while you're doing this, and you were rushing. <laughs> he says, the flavors are all wrong. Prue says, I bet you did better during practice. Which is, you know, trying to like make her feel better after she did a obviously terrible bake. And she says, yeah, it was bad. The seepage, the seepage was massive at the caramel. So not a good look for Lizzie. Let me ask you this. At any point in time during the creation of the mini rolls, did any of those... Shapes look like animals to you? No, they look like blobs. Like from the <laughs> jump, to me, none of them look like an animal. Like when she would do it, when she was like putting the, the blobs on and she was like layering them. Yeah. And the judges came to her and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's how we were introduced to her. Yeah. Like in order to end up with an animal shape, you probably should start with an animal shape. She, she probably should have gotten like a, a cookie cutout thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Up next, we have Maggie, judge favorite. <laughs> if there was such a Where, thing. Or is she? Or is she? I'm going to bring something up later. but Okay, okay. She is our retired nurse and midwife. She's making knit and natter mini rolls. I'm not sure where that name comes from. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. So she is not using flour and will be using a meringue-based butter batter instead. During this moment, we see her playing tennis, and we learn that she's been baking for over 60 years. Yep. That's 60 times as long as Chig's. I think you did the math wrong. It was 100. Oh, yeah, it is 60 because Chig's based, uh, baked for a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't get paid to do math for a living. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? 60 times yeah. longer. Or as 60 long. 60 times one. As long, right? Okay. <laughs> Moving on. So these Knit and Natter mini rolls are chocolate and orange mini rolls topped with heavenly milk chocolate angels, or I would like to say angel. <laughs> <laughs> During this, Paul calls her Prue. <laughs> yeah, he does. This it's... comes up a couple times. Right? Yep, it does. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to talk about your why you think they may not be in favor? I'll, of... I'll, I'll talk about that later. Oh, later. Yeah, okay. Yeah, later. Okay. So during judging, there was really only one angel, right? Yep. Prue said that the chocolate was rough and ready. The texture of the sponge was excellent, though. Paul again says, nice swirl. 
good flavor and it was rich. Our next baker is Rochika. She is the junior HR business partner and she's taking care of business here. She's making Colin rolls, which is carrot cake mini rolls. Um, instead of regular flour, she's using spelt flour, uh, which is very different from the other bakers. This is inspired by her dad, which is why she calls her rolls Colin rolls after him. Mm. Rochika works in HR. She loves to escape the home office to see her nieces and nephews. And we get some nice scenes of her hanging out with them in a park, which is cool. <laughs> her bakes contain cinnamon and vanilla in the spelt flour. And yeah, they're carrot cake mini rolls. During judging, the judges say that she has a good swirl. Her flavors are lovely. However, they're slightly stodgy because she overmixed the spelt, which could be a little tricky. But uh, yeah, pretty good for Richika. They didn't spend too much time on her. Yeah. Okay. I am going to spend some time talking about Tom, though. Tom. First of all, he's our software developer. And then I fell in love with him when I found out that he or his family runs a model railway business. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I, <laughs> as a child, used to... I actually still have my childhood train set on a 4 by 8 sheet of wood. Oh, okay. Yes. So I am about this. Nice. Yeah. The clip they showed was pretty funny with him, like, picking out the passenger, passengers on the... That's right. Was he, like, they're waiting for the train or something yeah. like that? <laughs> or something like that. That was pretty good. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> he's making some Black Forest mini rolls as well. It seems to me that the person from the Black Forest probably has a leg up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just a hunch I have. But he's having a Genoese sponge in his filled with cherry jam coated in dark chocolate with dark and white chocolate decorations. He has an exchange with Noel. Noel says that he looks like he's enjoying himself. To which Tom replies, well, if he's going to go home week one, he's got to enjoy himself. And then Noel kind of lifts his spirits and says, you're not going home week one <laughs> <laughs> because you have good vibes. And your energy is going to make it happen for you. And then he alludes that if someone says that you have good vibes, that you're probably not very good at baking. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. This is a contender for my funniest moment of the episode. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's, the tarot uh, card reading. Especially the second time <laughs> I watched it, I laughed even harder. It was, yeah. a good, it was a good exchange, right? Yeah. Okay. So overall, not bad, though. Prue said, not bad. <laughs> Has a bit of a swirl. <laughs> the texture of the cake was lovely. Paul said, not much of a mini roll, not enough cherry coming through. So, a little bit of a mixed bag there. Yeah. Would you say overall, though, on the downside a little bit? Yeah, on the downside. Okay. This is, unfortunate thing is that I like Tom. Tom looks like a really nice guy. Like, he seems very friendly. seems very chill. He'll play with trains with you. Well, don't you. worry, because he's got good vibes, and right. it's going to get him through this week. Yep. <laughs> All right, so I think that was everything, um, all the bakers for the signature bake. Suddenly, it feels three hours later. Do you think this episode is going to be longer than the episode itself? Like, our podcast will be longer than the, <laughs> do we, the do we need to, I was trying to talk fast on the people who had a lot of I don't know, it's okay. Descriptions. It's, I mean, this is going to be the most jam-packed episode because, you know, we're going to eliminate bakers, and there's not going to be, like, information on each of the bakers, like, during the signature. So right. This is always our longest episode, so I'm well, interested if this is actually longer 
than watching the episode. So. We'll make up for it on the 10th episode when we literally just announced the winner. Yeah. That would be two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Followed by predictions. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense. <laughs> but yeah, that is the signature pick. Shall we go into the technical? All right. The technical. So this week's technical was set by Prue, and it's a real old-fashioned recipe. Mm. She says that if you're under 35, you may not know what it is. So right off the bat, did you think in your mind, some people may have an advantage here? I did. Because I remember during the the preview podcast, I was like, Maggie is going to do well because she has all that baking experience. Mm -hmm. And when they have some of the more old school technicals, she's going to know what she's doing. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, Maggie knows what she's doing. And I thought like maybe Jurgen mm-hmm. and maybe like Giuseppe would know what they're doing. And I was like, Freya and Jigs, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, that wasn't all correct. It wasn't to all prediction. Right, right. So our bakers were challenged to make a malt loaf served with homemade butter on the side. And they had two hours to complete the task. Prue says that she wanted sticky and rich. And nobody doesn't like a malt loaf. That was kind of tricky for me because hmm. it was kind of like a, it's not a double negative, but nobody, nobody doesn't, doesn't like, like a, a malt, malt loaf. loaf. Yeah. So yeah, the, I was like, just, does that mean somebody likes a malt loaf? I couldn't figure it out. She just should talk in the affirmative and just say, everyone loves malt loaves. Oh, okay. That's what she's saying. <laughs> she says it's a simple mix, but it's easy to undermix. Hmm. Right? You don't want to have any lumps or flour. Hmm. You do not. Underbake it because it will sink in the middle, or overbake it because it gets hard and dry. She wants mm. a dark color and nice distribution of fruit. Fruit distribution is a big thing during judging. Oh yeah, especially right? since there's not much to this bake. Right. <laughs> it looked like. Did it look like a meatloaf to you with fried onions on top? That's what I thought it looked like. It kind of did. It, it, have you ever tried those like sun-made um, raisin breads? Yes. It reminded me of that. Yes, yes, yes. So it's just raisin bread. I don't think the bread has anything to do with it. <laughs> oh, right. That's just all I ate. Same. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Motloves. I'm going to be going over the bottom three here. So in last place is Amanda, who in my prediction, I said Amanda would do well on the technicals because she's going to figure out everything because she's a detective. She's in last place. <laughs> uh, yeah, when she's making her loaves, her batter does not look good. During judging, they said there's a strong color. However, it was not mixed evenly. The flour had flour pockets, mm-hmm. which sounds very bad. Yeah. So you shouldn't be eating flour pockets is what I got away from that. Uh, and second to last place, we have Chigs, unfortunately. Mm. His experience uh, did not do him well here. He said he's never used malt before. And there was a kind of funny clip of him trying to get malt off a spoon, which is kind of like physical comedy because <laughs> he couldn't get it off. <laughs> he was like, ah, when's it going to end? Ah. Um, Matt says that he looks like a young Robert De Niro during this, which I don't think he does. <laughs> yeah. He also says stretch. Andy Garcia, which I still, I don't think he looks like Andy Garcia stretch. or a young Andy Garcia. And Peter Andre, I don't know who that is. Do you? No. He says, like, a young Peter Andre, and Chick's like, I don't look like young Peter Andre or whatever. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, Matt shouldn't have distracted him so much because <laughs> he did not do well. Um, they said that his malt was, or what's it called again? Malt loaf? Malt loaf. It was a bit small. It was doughy because it was raw. It was under undercooked and it was squishy. So not a good look for chicks in the technical. No. And uh, third to last place, we actually have Giuseppe, which is surprising because he was doing so well in the signature. Yeah. So uh, Giuseppe said he's over 35. However, he has no idea what a malt loaf is. So uh, he didn't get that advantage from being older. <laughs> um, he said he loves prunes, but he has never put them in a cake before, which is uh, interesting. Do you like prunes? I don't eat them regularly, but I don't despise them. I don't like prunes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, during judging, I just said that his had a beautiful topic. So Giuseppe, I think, will always have... A very presentable bake or technical. Yes. However, the, his inside was not evenly distributed. The fruit was all clumped and the dough was lumpy. So not a good look for uh, Giuseppe in the technical. No, surprising. Now I would like to interject that Peter Andre is a singer. And he does kind of look like Jigs. Oh, uh, yeah. More so than the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Weird <laughs> that he disagreed with that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'll be going over the top three. In third place, we have George. George, George. George of the Junko. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> that was great. We love it when you sing. No, we don't. So, during judging, <laughs> Prue said that the butter is not too salty. It's lovely. Paul said that he quite liked it. Nice distribution inside and a little bit of a chew. So, that was good. Somewhat surprisingly, in second place is Freya. And Prue says it looks lovely. It's so delicious. Paul said the crystallization looks good. The butter is nice. The fruit distribution is good. It's thick with that characteristic chew. And finally, he says that's a nice loaf. The only reason why she wasn't at first was because number one was better. <laughs> Wait, Paul says that, right? Paul says that, yeah. yeah. He says, quote, the only reason why you're not in first place because another baker was better. So I have like three questions about this. Um, why did he say that? What did he think he was telling Freya when he said that? Uh, <laughs> what kind of message was he sending to her? Yeah. And also, why did the editor leave that in? <laughs> it's such a useless thing to say. Anyway. Were those three rhetorical questions? Or did you actually No, I want them answered. Okay. I want Paul to answer me. Why did you make that comment? That makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I just want to add that Freya was very impressive here because yeah. um, at the beginning of this bake, they said, if you're over 35, you know might get this right. right. Freya's the youngest baker, and yeah. she got it right. So props to her. And she normally doesn't work with like uh, like whole milk ingredients. So very, uh, very strong showing from Freya here. Do you think that they make them make malt loaf on Junior Bake Off? <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. Yeah. I think where, they do do stuff like that. Where nobody would know what yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... First place, who do you think it is? It's Maggie. Yep, a.k.a. Prue. Yep. <laughs> she just says, Prue just basically says good. Lots of fruit. Multiple tastes. Lovely tensions. Good. <laughs> Lots yep. of candy peel, Paul says. Well done. It's a beautiful loaf. It's interesting because I had to look up how old Prue was because I, I know you told me a few seasons ago, but I couldn't quite remember. So Maggie is 70 mm -hmm. but prue is 81 yep 
Wow. When I want when I'm 81, I wanna I wanna be like Peru. I wanna have style. I wanna be like looking cool and singing icky breaky heart and stuff. You know? That's just amazing, right? Man. I I didn't believe it. Like I couldn't believe it. She looks great. All right. So at the end, we have a little sum up from our bakers. Maggie says that when it went down in numbers, she thought that they missed her. <laughs> and then when it went down to one, there she was. Freya said that she was really pleased since she thought it was ironic that this is a challenge for old people. Did you think it was ironic? No, because that's not irony. <laughs> irony is the opposite <laughs> of what's intended. And there's like a natural like opposite relationship. Uh-huh. So when Alanis Morissette sings like, isn't it ironic when it rains on your wedding day? Yeah. That's not irony. It's just unfortunate. Hmm. Anyway, All right. I digress. <laughs> so Chig's kind of blew our minds he said that it was not great and he did not think it went well Hmm. and then amanda said that she's gonna throw the flour away when she gets home and she will never bake with (laughs) flour again which i thought was pretty good yeah that's pretty good yeah so pretty good technical so uh, after that we kind of get a judges round table and they say like you know another day another bubble paul says overall he's very impressed with all the bakers he says that Amanda is in trouble. Tom and George had bad signatures. However, on top are Giuseppe, Jurgen, and Maggie slash Prue. Which uh, <laughs> Prue says she... I don't think Prue likes the, the Maggie-Prue jokes. Do you think she likes them? Not particularly. Yeah. I think everyone else likes them, but she's like, this is getting old. <laughs> <laughs> she even says that she kind of hopes Maggie will go out soon so there's no more jokes. Did you catch that? Is that the burn that you were talking about? Yeah. My prediction is that next week, Maggie is going to get Star Baker, but then Prue's going to send her home. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to hear any more jokes about them being similar. We both have Maggie going out in the middle. That's true. Um, I think that's pretty fair, actually. Week seven. But I didn't or factor in place. the fact that you know Prue would not want to get jokes made about her. <laughs> Do you think they'll maintain this entire season? I don't know, because they already put, like, Prue's glasses on her, and I was like, they can't get any more funny with this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like uh, Giuseppe said earlier, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> like, you guys already reached the apex of this. But yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, we head into our first showstopper bake of the season. And for this first episode, the bakers are tasked with making an anti-gravity illusion cake. So when they say anti-gravity, they mean the cake must be vertically sculpted and must appear to defy gravity (laughs) and should be decorated to represent a precious memory. So when they said anti-gravity cake, I was like, oh, it's going to be like a hanging cake. And that's going to be like, you know, very hard to do. Um, What I didn't know is that you could actually like just put a stand at the top, which is what a lot of bakers did. And then they put the cake kind of like... It kind of looks like it was hanging, but it was just a stand at the top. You know what that? Right, because of the structure that they used to hold the cake. Yeah, and I was like, is that cheating? Is that really anti-gravity if it's a stand and there's like a metal rod? I don't know. This is like existential questions I had during this. <laughs> I think that that is fairer than some of the things we're going to see that some of the other bakers who did not do that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um... 
A lot of bakers also use like Rice Krispie. I was like, well, is this the Rice Krispie challenge? Because <laughs> everyone's using Rice Krispie. I was, thought that that was actually more of an offense. Oh, the, 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 all the Rice Krispie usage? Yeah. Because that's not really cake. It's right. not Rice Krispie week in the tent. Right. Snackle, Crackle, and Pop are not here to like sponsor the show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anti-gravity cakes. Um, yep. So... Paul says that they should be top-heavy cakes that look like they are falling or cascading. So they must look like they are falling, is what the brief is. Prue says you must look at the cake and wonder, how is it standing? And it must not be style over substance because they want it to taste good too. I'm going to go into our first baker, which is Amanda. Amanda is making an elderflower and lemon surf explosion. So it kind of looks like a wave hitting a rock. And then there's like dolphins coming out of the wave. She said she was inspired by a trip to Florida, so she's been to the U.S. recently. Her cake is going to be made out of lemon sponge, lemon curd, elderflower liquid or liquor buttercream, and she's using a puffed rice, which is rice crispy for the top. She said in practice that she's made four of these, one of them collapsed, and two were perfect. I was like, what about the other one? Right. <laughs> <laughs> was that one just like mediocre or something? <laughs> she didn't really address it. The detective. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so during judging, uh, Paul says he was not convinced it defied gravity because it was just kind of a wave. He said the color was good. It was kind of blue and white, which looked cool. He said the sponges were slightly overbaked. Prue says that it was a touch too much elderflower liquor. And when Prue says it is a little bit too much liquor, I mean, is that that must be like a lot of liquor in it. <laughs> right. And very dramatically, after judging, the cake falls apart. Yes. And people are saying that this happened because Paul like cut a slice right in like the foundation or something like that. Right. That's yeah. why I thought it fell. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's okay when your like cake falls apart after judging. Like when it falls apart before judging is when like, you know, that's bad, right? But since they already judged it, I don't think they'll take away points after. No, and there was no reason for that cake to fall anyway because she had a base of cake and then she made the wave out of Rice Krispie Treat, which was right. basically just sitting on top of the cake. So had the cake not been cut, of course it wouldn't have fallen. That's true. Because it's just Rice Krispie Treat sitting on cake, right? Yeah, and this was the fall that we saw in the preview that I was like anxious about the whole time. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, it just happened after they judged. Like That was a misleading preview, producers of the show, but whatever. <laughs> uh, we kind of get a little after segment later where she's like yeah I'm happy my kick wasn't raw so uh, hi <laughs> shoot for the moon Amanda <laughs> yeah not so good for Amanda so at this point because she really was the only one that they said was in trouble trouble mm -hmm. and then she had not a very good showstopper bait yep did you think she was gonna go yeah, I think she was, I thought she was in contention to go. Okay. Um, it was between her and a couple of people. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about it later too. Because yeah. usually with the way they do the editing, like when they like close up on the people right before they make the announcement of who's going home, I was like, okay, it's one of these people. Right. <laughs> they never like do close up of like three people and it's like completely someone else. It's <laughs> always one of them. And over to the side yeah, really yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay, hey, let's, Amanda, let's... Amanda not looking good. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have Chiggs. He's making a Where It All Began cake. And 
I am not sure where it all came from as far as that name. <laughs> Did you grab that? No. I, I mean, okay. I think that he was saying that it all began like a year ago when he started baking during the pandemic. Uh-huh. I don't know what that directly had to do with his cake. <laughs> was he pouring chocolate into a bowl? Because that's what he made. <laughs> I mean, maybe. During okay. the pandemic, he was like, I'm just going to pour this chocolate into a bowl. Yeah. So he had a jug that's pouring chocolate into a bowl with a delicate chocolate sponge with peanut butter and chocolate buttercream. And during the judging, or slightly pre-judging, he had to have Matt help him carry it up to the table. Yep. Which was kind of hysterical. Yeah. And he also helped, like, did he help uh, Freya carry her cake? I don't remember, actually. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's just, like, helping people, and people are helping him, you know? So once the cake gets brought up to the table, the jug no longer is defying gravity. Right. No, it's not that wicked song. It's not the... Adeltazim. <laughs> yeah, <it's not> just... <laughs> yep. was not present she was during <laughs> Chick's jug. What a crazy moment of TV. Uh, just <laughs> off topic. That was such a crazy... I think we were both watching it, and then we heard that, and we were like, what? <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> anyway, we digress. That's right. for something that happened like years ago. <laughs> right. Chick's does not get the Adeltazim award no. for his... Bake. <laughs> Let's show stop or bake. Right. So during the judging, Prue says that the layers are good. It's delicious. She likes the texture and that he's a very good baker. Paul said that he liked the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it had movement in it. It was beautifully moist sponge and the peanut butter buttercream was delicious. So it sounds like Chiggs is going to make it a little further than we thought. Yeah, definitely further than I thought. I thought he in my Preview prediction that he's going to go home this week. He's definitely not going home this week. He is pretty solid. And the internet seems to love his reactions. He has very funny reactions. Like yeah. His eyes are always look like they're freaking out or something. I, I, I like him. He's pretty yeah. strong. I mean, he looks just like Peter Andre. So. Yeah, yeah. He has a strong eyebrow game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of strong bakers, we have Christelle. Christelle is making a book cake of flowers, which is pretty funny. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Christelle has very good piping. Like, during this whole showstopper, I was like, Christelle and Freya, their piping skills are going to take them very far because wow. they were both doing flowers. Amazing. And they were like, they look pro. <laughs> yeah. So her cake is six layers of cake, and they're stacked. She's using molded rice puff and marshmallow and cinnamon sponge, and also Italian buttercream and roasted pecans. She said the cake was dedicated to her aunt, and Noel says... So it's actually an anti-gravity cake, <laughs> at which I point, I paused the show and I laughed for five minutes and then I threw up and kept laughing. <laughs> and that was hilarious. Uh, during judging, the judges said that her bouquet of flowers is very elegant. The pipe work is beautiful. After she described her cake, the judges said it was exactly as you described it, which is quite remarkable. And this is in contention. But a lot of people um, on in the internet said that Paul kind of reached out for a handshake, but he wasn't sure. He ultimately held it back. Did you notice that? So he was sort of like <clears throat> massaging his hand. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. He kind of was 
I'm sure all the listeners can see me doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's basically massaging his one hand with the other hand. Do you think he was preparing his hands for like a handshake that he needed to like warm it up or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I got to get ready for this. I haven't used this in a year. <laughs> yeah. Or do you think like his hand was like, this is such a great bake that naturally my hand's going to do it, but I don't want to give it out so early, so he used his other hand to stop it because it has like a mind of his own or something? It could have. It was an odd thing to do. It looked like... If you were to maybe injure your hand and you were kind of trying to uh, rub the pain out. So, so he's like, I'm about to do the handshake. Like, no, wait. They said I shouldn't do that because it might hurt it. I got to like, yeah. I got to rest it. <laughs> I think that's exactly what, yeah. what happened. So there was speculation on the internet that Paolo was about to give her a handshake. Yeah, I did see that. It was interesting. All right. Carrying on our flower themes. Up next, we have Freya. She's making flower potty. And when I heard this name, I thought she was going to make, like, the flowers go to the bathroom <laughs> or something. I wasn't quite sure exactly. You thought she was going to make poopery. Yeah, yeah. That's what I kind of thought. Did you too? No. No, it was just me, darn. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we learned that flowers are her favorite thing. And she's doing a floral theme. She's making vegan chocolate sponges with Kirsch buttercream and a cherry jam with hand-piped buttercream flowers. And a floating flower pot. Yeah, very cool. And it was nice. It was really nice. Prue comments, lovely, very boozy. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Prue again? 81. Goals. That's goals right there. I know, right? Yeah. Love it. Paul says that the flowers look incredible. There's a nice chocolatey flavor. A nice kick from the alcohol. Nice texture running through there. And it's vegan. She did a nice job. So overall, great job for Freya. Yeah, Freya is looking very strong. Mm -hmm. uh, next we have George. George is making a Greek table, which is kind of like a backgammon board with lemon sponge. And it has a suspended coffee cup, which looks kind of cool. Uh, there's a clip of George, and he keeps losing count of his eggs. I thought that was pretty funny. He's like, he counted his eggs, and he counted them again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he built a platform for his bake. And uh, the coffee, it kind of the, the way it pours down, where it pours is kind of like a breaded rod, which I thought was pretty interesting and creative. During judging, the judges said that it could be neater. It has nice flavors, but it needs more finesse. So not a good look for George. Um, it was kind of a mixed review at the end, but after this, he's like, I think I'm going home. This is not a good look for me. Mm -hmm. mm. So up next, we have Giuseppe, our chief engineer and son of a pro baker or, or <laughs> pro chef right emphasis on engineer <laughs> he's making jack and the beanstalk and he lets us know that it's a story that he reads to his boys at night and he's dedicating this bake to them it's gonna have a fondant beanstalk a cloud-shaped chocolate sponge cream cheese buttercream and raspberry coolie it's really cool because it's basically a floating cloud coming off of the beanstalk and that's the defying gravity moment for him so i think i caught this right but it seemed like when he was talking with noel he said that he was practicing at home and his eldest son said that that would look good even on bake-off and that his kids don't know that he's actually on the show really did i make that up <laughs> interesting because they don't they're not allowed to tell anyone so he didn't even tell his kids i think that's what i gathered Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. 
Or I made that up. No, I think, I think <laughs> you're right. They're not allowed to tell anybody. Okay. Yeah. So during judging, Prue says it's simply beautiful and it's certainly gravity defying, especially how the cloud was off centered. So that was really nice. It totally looked like it could topple over, but it didn't. So yeah. he had it constructed beautifully. And Paul said that it's a great kid's cake. The flavor is good. Although he would have added a extra layer because of the size. Mm. So, yeah, the sponge was a little bit dry, I think. So the quality of the cake was not quite up to par with how well it looked. Yeah, it looked amazing. It reminded me of like, like a level in like a Mario game or something. It did, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mario, who's going to be voiced by Chris Pratt. Did you know that? No, I did Chris not. Chris Pratt in the movie for Mario is going to voice Mario. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh, tangent. And next we have Jerzino. <laughs> Jerzino is <laughs> making a kick the can cake. Um, he does something very risky. So he cuts up a bunch of sponge and he's like, you know what? I'm, I haven't had enough rolling cake yet. I'm going to roll another cake. <laughs> so his strategy is to roll this cake into a cylinder and then he'll like kind of stack it. The cake is supposed to have guava, lime, and chili flavors and a suspended paint can and on the outside it's supposed to be like technicolor shards of chocolate and uh he said he's going to use chocolate buttercream as cement when he actually tries to roll it the buttercream is too soft and i think the sponge is too soft that it just becomes like a giant mess um he definitely runs out of time and he has to abandon some of his design during judging the judges said, this is definitely different than what was expected. <laughs> like In the beginning, when they show like the picture of what he was doing and what he actually came up with, I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> it looked nothing like that. Um, so yeah, the sponge and guava, they said the flavor was good. However, nothing else was good. So they said the sponge and guava is good. Nothing else is good, <laughs> which is very harsh. That's rough. Yeah. And they said it's definitely not anti-gravity. And uh, he, after this, he says he thinks he's going home. So a couple people here, not confident. Yeah, definitely not. Up next, we have Jürgen, our IT professional, and he's making a nighttime reading cake, hmm. which is basically a lamp and a book. Yeah, it's very, I like the idea of it. It's very simple. It is. And he lets us know that the first book that he read in English from front to end was Utopia by <laughs> Thomas More. I didn't know that says like that's riveting. Or I think it says like light reading or something. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's making an orange and cardamom sponge, with pistachio praline, and honey rose buttercream, and it's pretty cool because the anti gravity part is the head of the lamp, which is basically mm. kind of coming off a small stand. Yeah, you it, say? and I the lamp head was cake. I think he would pass this as a, an illusion cake. You know, sometimes they do the illusion cakes where the cake looks like it's supposed to look like something else. Yeah. His was a good illusion cake. Yeah, it was. Good call. Good call. Or even a 3D challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. During judging, Prue says that it's elegant, clean, and simple, but beautifully done. And that he got the rose absolutely right. You could hardly taste it, but it's there. Because that rose could be pretty potent, right? Mm, yep. Paul says it's well-engineered, it's beautiful. Chiffon is a light sponge. You get the texture from the nuts. gives a beautiful flavor. In the background, the rose comes through. Technically, he baked it perfect. And then he says that Jürgen could become the flavor king 
<laughs> of the season. That's a big statement. Yeah. And like, that's a very dangerous combination where we know he's good at bread. We know he's good at engineering and flavor king. That's that's pretty high expectations right there. Yep. Hmm. A good pick for somebody to win this season, Jurgen. All right, next we have Lizzie. Lizzie's making a Nana's peaches and cream cake. Um, she said her dad built the base for a cake jug, so she just repurposed it. So that's very resourceful of her. It's a yuzu sponge with peach jam, and it's kind of like a cylinder pouring cake into like another cake with a slice cut out of it. And they're like mascarpone cream. Um, I don't know how you describe that. <laughs> we have a lot of like things getting poured onto different things in this challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she said during practice, it was horrific. And she said that it's her dad's fault. And she says, I'm going to throw my dad's creation under the bus. <laughs> so, you know, that's always a good plan B. Um, she says she's horrendous at doing neat finishes. And uh, if worse comes to worse, she's just going to stare down Paul, which uh, she tells no, she's going to do that. During judging, they said that it's kind of simplistic. It does defy gravity. However, it's really messy. They said the flavor is nice, but it needs to be more neat. So yeah, Lizzie kind of like uh, looking a little all over the place here. <laughs> yes. Okay, up next we have Maggie, our retired nurse and midwife. And she's making an ice cream cornet. Which I had to look up. It's basically an ice cream cone. Oh, it looked like Dippin' Dots to me. I thought it was a cupcake at first. <laughs> <laughs> like a cupcake with sprinkles all over yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So Maggie comes from a beach area. So she's making a raspberry ripple ice cream with a suspended bag, which will be pouring sprinkles on the ice cream cone. And then to make it a little beachy, she has a few things on the side, like a like you would play to build a sandcastle, like a little shovel and fork. Right. Yeah, because you want to build a sandcastle, you always take a shovel and a fork. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to have vanilla sponge and raspberry buttercream. And during judging, Prue says that it looks more like a plant pot than an ice cream, mm. which is kind of why I think I thought it looked like a cupcake at first. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, Paul, and Paul says that the Victoria sandwich is delicious, but there's not much flavor in there. And that's all we get. Yeah, not a lot of time spent on her. No. So we know that she's not in contention for Star Baker and she's not going home. Right. <laughs> uh, the same is, that's kind of the same for our next baker, Rochika. She's making an apple cake. Her cake kind of looks like an apple tree with like a giant apple hanging from it. Uh, the apple is made out of uh, a sponge and it's caramel and spiced apple flavor in that sponge. And uh, the tree is made out of Rice Krispies or Puff Rice as they call it. Um, during judging, they said that the design is very exciting. The flavors are lovely. However, it needs to be a little bit more honed in. Um, some of the finer details. They didn't spend too much time on her. <laughs> You're right. And that's Rochika. Okay. And finally, we have Tom, software developer Tom. He is making a classically spectacular showstopper. And when I heard that name, I said to myself, what? <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of times uh, during the segment where Tom was saying something, and I was saying, what? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently it is a teetering, three-tiered concert hall to celebrate his love for classical music. It's going to be made of almond and lemon sponge and almond buttercream, and it is even going to have a cannon on the top mm -hmm. 
to represent the 1812 overture. So, the <laughs> the theme is defying gravity cakes. Right. Tom's cake from the jump just had a bit of a lean on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It looked like when you're trying to make a regular cake and it just gets a little wonky on you. Yep. So it's not quite standing upright. Yeah, this is very suspect. Where, that yeah, yeah. is how it was meant to be by design, though. <laughs> right. So conceptually, from the beginning, Tom did not grasp the concept. Uh, yeah, when I looked at it, I was like, that does not, that looks like it demonstrates gravity. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's not defying gravity. You're not looking at that and wondering how it's standing. <laughs> right. So I don't think Tom understood the brief. Yeah, yeah. I don't. The judges also questioned him about it. Right? Yeah. I just think Tom had a different interpretation. Yeah, unfortunately. Like Okay, let me get through the judging mm-hmm. and then I'm going to just say Okay. Something. Okay. Obviously, Prue was disappointed about the gravity-defying bit. She said it was more almond than lemon. Paul said, although there is a, a bit of a lean there, there's no way it's defying gravity, <laughs> right? I think that had he... Can we talk about who... <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about who's, who wins and who goes home. And then let me come back to that. Okay, okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, we'll finish up on Tom there. And yeah. We'll go over to uh, judging. Um, we don't get a judges roundtable after this. No. I think the episode was already too long. Yeah. Just <laughs> so like, like this episode. Yeah. Right. Straight <laughs> into results. They go straight into results. So, um, when they're announced to start, uh, they're, when they're anu- about to announce Starbaker, they show, cl- they kind of, the cameras kind of go to Christelle, Giuseppe, and Jurgen, and they like kind of rotate. And we learn. The first star baker for this season is Jurgen, which is very exciting. Uh, you, he is your pick to win the season overall. Yep. I actually didn't see this coming. I thought it was gonna be Christelle. Christelle, she was good too. That or floral, Giuseppe. That floral arrangement. Yeah, Giuseppe yeah. could have done it too. But yeah, I was like, well, yeah, he did really uh, do well, Jurgen. Um, especially since they made him do his own judging in the signature. (laughs) I've never seen that before, so maybe that's something to do with it. Maybe he also picked Starbaker. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So yeah, very cool that Jurgen is uh, the first Starbaker. I've got to talk about something with Jurgen. Yeah. He was using like nuts and bolts. Yes. And like wrenches. Yes. I was like, he washed these, right? (laughs) There was like cake all over them. He's like, yeah, he put them through the dishwasher. Yeah, that's good. Because Lizzie's was like put together with glue, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it was just funny when he was like using the like the nuts and the bolts, and he was like screwing things. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, people are gonna eat the cake right next, to, like touching that. But I don't know. I mean, I just think of like wrenches as like inherently dirty. <laughs> I'm sure they're clean. Right. Right. But anyway, Star Baker is jagged. <laughs> <laughs> Sterilized stainless Sterilized, steel wrenches. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, they say their usual, um, we have to send somebody home. You know, that's just how the show works. And it's always, you know, unfortunate first week person to go home because you don't really get to see more of them. And unfortunately, but kind of predictably, it's Tom. Um, 
I think the people who are in trouble were Amanda, George, Jorzino, and Tom. That's what they're kind of like camera was kind of going to. But yeah, unfortunately, it is Tom. And Tom says, absolutely, that's fair enough. And he says he's always been hard on himself, harder on himself than he should be. But he's definitely proud of himself and he'll miss hanging out with his other baking buddies. I think if Tom would have just put the cannon on a wooden stick, he would have survived. I think so too, yeah. Because <laughs> it was such a, like, an obvious violation of what the brief was that like he should have just... Yeah, he should have just put on a stick. If he would have got a spoon, like a wooden spoon, stuck it in the middle of his cake and put the <laughs> cannon on top of the spoon, Amanda would have gone home. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, think I so. thought Amanda was going to go home too until like the whole Tom thing happened. I was like, and, and then like, when they were judging Tom, they spent a lot of time on him. I was like, oh, he's going home. <laughs> they don't spend this much time on you and judging unless you're going to start baker or you're going home. And he's definitely not star baker. He gifted that one away. Yeah. Just... Just amazing. Yeah, very sad because he seemed like a really nice guy. He yeah. seemed like a cool guy. And I'm always sad to see the person go home week one because, you know, you feel like you haven't really got to know him yet. And they could, I mean, he would probably improve and he would have like better days in the tent. But yeah, it just wasn't his weekend. <sighs> it was tough. <clears throat> but I mean, good for Jurgen. Jurgen says, it is incredible. Before I thought Star Baker doesn't matter much, but I feel so woo. <laughs> and at this point he calls his wife to tell right. him that he's about he got star baker and the phone just rings yeah nobody answered the phone. and then it cuts to the credits <laughs> that was very funny he says like nobody at home i'm like did the producers like just like all right oh that was your one chance so we're not gonna reshoot this. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you can't you can't call your wife later we're not gonna record that we're just gonna go what we have it's a wrap everybody it's a wrap but it was kind of funny. So I'm like, I'm sure he got a hold of his wife eventually. Maybe he should have tried the mobile instead of the landline. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was the episode. It was a good one. It um, was. I'm very excited for this season with this batch of bakers. They all have something different to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see where they go. Shall we go into our segments? Let's. All right. The first segment is usually what is our funniest moment? Oh, I think we both know what that is. Is it the... Uh, hmm. I have a couple that are... Oh, okay. Discussion. I got to go I gotta go with the, the gem of the gems, and that's the anti-gravity cake. Yeah, I was about to go with that, too. Okay. <laughs> it was like anti-gravity cake, um, putting Prue's glasses onto Maggie. Yeah. And uh, the Flintstones thing. Not not the Flintstones thing itself, but like Dragon's reaction to it. Which is like, okay, <laughs> sure. Whatever. But yeah, Auntie Gravity Cake from Noel. Nah, Noel, Noel has some good zingers this episode. I did think it was funny when uh, Jurgen delivered his malt cake. He said that he needed to use the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was pretty funny. Too. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Funny episode overall. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite bake of the episode? I have to go with the Giuseppe's Cake. The Jack and the Beanstalk cake. Yeah, that looked pretty good. I think that was just sort of head and shoulders above. Yeah, even like Chiggs and Freya, they were like, dang, Giuseppe, you did really well. That's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> they are like giving him props after. Yeah. Like baking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How yeah. about you? Uh, I would go with Christelle's uh, bouquet of flowers. The almost handshake cake. That's a strong choice, too. Yeah. 
I mean, just her piping was like immaculate and it looked like it tasted very good. So uh, she is a contender. Yeah, maybe Paul had a cramp. He had like a hand spasm yeah. or something. <laughs> or maybe like the producers are like, no, you can't use it, Paul. He's you done can't. it before though. Yeah, in the like the first episode. First episode, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like I don't know. It was like automatic reaction or something. Yeah. Maybe he's a robot and they pressed the button too late and he just like retracted his hand back. <laughs> <laughs> like who programmed this robot today? But yeah. Uh good, good bakes. All right, so now it's time for our predictions. That's right. Star Baker and who's going home. Uh, we cannot pick Dragon for Star Baker next week. Who do you think is Star Baker next week? Wow. It's Biscuits Week. It is Biscuits Week. Yeah. I'm going to say, I want to say, I feel like Christelle for some reason. Christelle? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Who do you think is going to be Starbaker? I actually think it's Rochika. Rochika? Oh, okay. Because in her bio, yeah. she says that every time she sees her niece and nephews, oh. she brings them biscuits. You're the detective. Yeah, so I think she's going to be very good at biscuits, and it's going to be her time to shine. Yeah. Rochika. How about who's going home? So I originally picked for week two, Chigs. Oh, yeah. Amanda was my first pick. Which I was so close, Tom. <laughs> right. You had Chigs this week, and then you have George next week. Yeah, I'm not going to stick with them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I am going to go out on a limb here and say... Actually, I think it could be George. Really? Yeah, you're not, you're not going to stick with George? I want to say Amanda. Oh, um, wait, you're, you're a runner-up? Yeah, I oh. um, well, to be fair, I chose her as runner-up before I watched the first episode. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't think she, she almost went home this week. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I was wrong about Amanda being, um, one of the powerhouses this season. Okay. So to like get rid of my embarrassing uh, <laughs> guess, she's just gonna go home, and then I will never have to talk about her again. Just like Prue <laughs> wants to get rid of Maggie. Oh yeah, yeah. Or or Maggie's gonna win Star Maker, but Prue sends her home anyway because she's tired of the <laughs> Prue <and> Maggie jokes. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Good call. Good call. So yeah, uh, biscuits week next week. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We got through it. The first episode. We did. It was a long one, but um, we ended up baking them correctly. I don't know what the I don't know what the joke is here. This <laughs> episode <laughs> had substance and style. Yeah, it had substance <laughs> and style. How about that? Uh, yeah, that, that was pretty good. Okay. Good bake. Good bake overall. Yeah. We so, almost got a handshake, but yeah. we got a hand cramp instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to watch out for that throughout the season. Yeah, so uh, we are looking forward to next week. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We have an Instagram. Um, please interact with us. We look, you know, we like hearing from you guys, and we like hearing your feedback, good or bad. Hopefully, good. Our Instagram is at Quick Mix Podcast. That is correct, right? I think so. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check us out on Instagram. Just search for it. Yeah, search for it. Uh, send us a message. We love hearing from you guys. Until next week, we look forward to talking to you guys about Biscuits Week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.